Ah, what's going on, my degenerates? Welcome back to Game On. Hey, it's been a minute. You know, Super Bowl ended, you know, kind of calm, settle some things down. I was hoping to get some stuff done this last weekend, but I had family in town. You know how it goes. Man, do I hate college basketball. We're going to get into college basketball. <clears throat> but the, the main thing with this segment of this show that uh, I'm doing here, uh, new thing, we're going to go through some some articles, some betting advice. So I, I could totally, you know, as we wait for people to come in, I, I could you know, do some betting advice, one-on-one videos. I've already done some of those. I could do all this work. Or we could just review other people's stuff and I can give my opinion on it. We'll cover a lot more stuff because I don't have to create the content other than the, my my advice I'm going to be giving on these. And, uh, you know, we'll try it out. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm going to do them live, uh, mainly so people know when I'm going to do them and so we can interact and you can ask questions. And then I'm going to pull the video down and I'll upload it back up uh, as a normal video. But uh, yeah, that, that's my plan. My plan here is to, uh, we're going to go over, so I'm on the Action uh, website. They have a, a article up right now that says the common mistakes sports bettors sh should avoid. We're going to go through those steps. I'm going to read it to you, but I'm also going to stop, give you my opinion. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, just something new. And, uh, you know, we're just going to, we're going to drink and have a silly goose time. That's, that's what we're going to do. That's what we do on the show. So cheers. Before we get into that, we're gonna let some people get in here. And, uh, I'll just tell you this. I hate college basketball. I got wrecked this week. And I told people, listen, if you can't pay attention to something, you shouldn't bet it. And I need to take my own advice on that because I couldn't pay attention this week. And I'm so busy with family in and all that stuff. And I went down over 30 units <sighs> and it just keeps tonight. Tonight, every pick that I made, I, I, I've been doing a lot of first half picks. I can't wait for the NBA to come back Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to do a video on it, on what I expect these lines to be and, and which ones we're going to be betting because I've been killing the NBA. But college basketball itself, uh, um, college basketball itself, man, it's been kicking my ass. So I, I had like eight picks tonight. I took uh, a couple favorites and uh, some good points with some dogs in the first half. Every favorite one. So the favorites that I picked one, but I mean, all my other ones that were dogs, none of them. I mean, what are the odds? All the favorites covered. It's just, it's ridiculous. What up? Got to get the bag. Nothing wrong with learning from each other. Exactly. That's what we're doing. That's what the whole, my locals page is about. I mean, I'll give my, you know, advice, my expertise here and there. But the main thing is we got a, we've got a good group of gamblers there. Uh, everyone knows a little bit, bit of something. Some people find out some tidbits and they share that information in and we all talk it out. But yeah, that's exactly what we're doing here. But yeah, college basketball has been kicking my ass. Now, there is a difference. People are like, well, if you're that bad at college basketball right now, why should we follow you on March Madness? And that's fair to say, but March Madness itself is... A whole different I could go into March Madness and a lot of time I do go into March Madness not watching a single college basketball game and I could still come out profitable. There's just, just different ways to bet it. And I'm gonna have all those videos up for you guys before March Madness starts to tell you uh, my tips and tricks on how to bet it. But let's get into this article. Um so here we go. The common mistakes. Oh, here we go. What's up, heavy steps? Can't wait for the neutral court. Oh, neutral court and March Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm and uh, the dogs. Yeah, the dogs. The first, you know, you know, the first round. So the first weekend actually of March Madness is the one time Vegas actually 
doesn't uh the public actually beats vegas and they don't really care and uh they, they make it all back up anyways but uh you know generally it doesn't mean that they always do but a lot of the times it's it's the highest pro chance that they'll they'll lose against the public but yeah you take a lot of dogs in the beginning for sure uh, especially some of those points uh the totals though the totals depend um some years the totals you want to hit the overs a lot of the times if uh the, depending on what stage it's on and how you got to watch watch a few of the games early on and you'll get a feel for it you can see that the depth perception throws those kids off and they just can't make their shots and that also helps you with taking the dogs as well we're going to get into all that in another video though so let's go through this by the way i've only i only skimmed like the very beginning of this i haven't read this yet so i don't know what this article says we're going to do this all together i'm drinking a beer right now and just uh we're just going to hang out and uh it's going to be fun. Mm. Glad to get back into some sports stuff here, though. You know, I have more time now that football's done. <clears throat> Do a couple more fun things like this. I swear I'm not sick again. I just had like a sneezing fit. My nose is just all. Whew. Anyways, okay, so here we go. So the common mistake sports bettors should avoid. So let's see. Sports betting isn't easy. If it were, Vegas would go bankrupt and the average Joe bettors would all quit their day jobs and live lavishly as millionaires, including and, and be on microphones and make a YouTube channel like me, right? In a local page. <laughs> Seasons wise guys know that there will always be ups and downs. That's, you know, that is true. But uh, wise guys, um, the people that do it professionally and, and like do it for a living, like that live in Vegas, they never have a bad, they might have a bad weekend, but they never have a bad month meaning they're always profitable it's crazy the key is staying the course and remaining remaining disciplined and we talk about that a lot and steady building your bankroll over the course of the long haul now i agree with that obviously if you're going to do this long term and you're going to stay in and you're going to be active all the time yeah you got to be disciplined you got to be steady and building your bankroll but there's also people that uh aren't degenerates like all of us that can handle going in for a weekend it's like going to the casino I'm, I'm guessing most of us don't go to the casino all that often or, you know, not regular regularly um, or every day, <laughs> unless you're La Pops who had a problem was going every day. So it's like, if you, if you treat it like, Hey, I'm going to bet, you know, this weekend, you know, big playoff uh, football weekend or March Madness weekend, if you're going to go in short term, well, you, you can go at it with a little bit different style than if you're going to do it night in and night out. So there, there is a difference and you can still be profitable both ways. I mean, some, sometimes, uh, doing that going in, uh, short term and making a quick profit and then walking away for a little bit is the best way to do it. Now it's hard for us degenerates that want to keep going, but, uh, that that's, it's a good strategy. So let's start with number one. So it says, if you're new to betting, here are the nine common mistakes to avoid. So that's where we're going to get in. We're going to get into nine common mistakes. Changing unit size. That should be good. Money management may be the most important discipline needed to be a successful sports better. That's true. One of the worst things a better can do is change their unit size based on how well or how poorly they're doing. When you're hot, never double down and risk more because you're overconfident. When you're cold, never chase and try to win it all back in one fell swoop. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, you never want to... It is true. If you're on a hot streak... It's like doing something and it works one time and you think it's going to work again. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't want to get overconfident. I don't think people ever like double down, though. I mean, 
I don't know people that are like, oh, I, I, I feel like they just get more careless. I think it's more um, not so uh, increasing your unit size and doubling down or more so you're just making more bets that you normally wouldn't make. You're just like, oh, well, I'm up, you know, uh, uh, 12 units. I'm going to throw a couple units here and there that I normally wouldn't do on some of these props or something like that. I think that's more common. And, and, and you probably need to stay more disciplined on and that just being glad that you're up 12 units on the day and just walk away from it. Uh, but yeah, I do agree when you're cold, never chase, never chase. It never works out that Monday night football game. Never bet it. If you don't feel confident about it. if it wasn't already on your slate and you haven't already bet it, don't bet it. Don't chase or don't try to throw it all in a silly parlay. Instead, we encourage bettors to embrace a flat betting approach. This means betting the same amount in every game and risking only one to 5% of your bankroll per play. I like that. You know, um, I don't know about betting a flat every single time. Uh, I'm, 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 I've gone back and forth on this. I mean, if that's how you want to do it, fine, do it that way. I'm more of a don't do more than 5% on one type of play. So if you're going to, you know, <clears throat> uh, if you liked, you know, Villanova tonight, uh, maybe you put a little bit on the money line. Maybe you put a little bit on the the, the take the points with Villanova, who ended up winning, uh, and maybe put a little bit on, on the first half. So you divide that five units up. That's how I would do it, and that's how I did it. Now, they didn't win the first half, uh, which was frustrating. Um, so, But I still, because I got plus money on both, uh, still came out positive there. And then, or maybe putting a little bit on the over, but I would also count the over under as a different style of bet. Uh, the side and money line are, are, would be more the similar to me um, and how I would split up my, my five units. Okay. A good medium is 3% per play. I don't know. See, I, I see if it's me. Um, I feel like 3% on every, for every play is that's, that's tough because I mean, it depends on what your bankroll is and whatnot, but like I, I like the one to three approach and the five only when you really, really like something. Um, now in basketball, it's different. Now my, my unit size, I, I cut in half um, when I'm out of football season. But uh, I don't know about the uh, the 3% per play because there's sometimes that like I, I usually just do two unit play on, on most of my basketball stuff, two to three unit. But I like to like when it's football season, Football bets, it's one to three units, and it's only five units if I absolutely love it. Um, but, you know, everyone's different. Depends on your bankroll. Depends on what you like. But uh, let's see. For example, if you're starting with $100, every play is uh, risking $3. If you're starting with 1000 every play is risking, okay, uh, is risking 30 Okay, we get that. A flat betting approach will save bettors from going bankrupt when they hit an inevitable um Tough stretch. However, it will also provide betters with a positive return on investment when doing so. Yeah. Yeah. So far, I mean, I get it. I don't think people change unit size all that often um, because I do think when you're on a roll, so like let's say your bank rolls 500. Let's say over the course of a month, you know, let's say it's 500 and your unit size is, is $10. Okay. Um. And I know that doesn't add up. Your unit size should be $5, but let's just say it's 10 because you don't always have to go off of the, the percentage. You can make your units what you want. So let's say you got a $500 bankroll and uh, your unit size is uh, $10. Let's say after a month, your unit, you know, you're up to $750, right? Well, me, I would take, I would take a little profits out. I'll take a little profits out. Maybe take 250 out and just go back to 500 and increase my unit size at that point to $15 a unit. 
you know, and if you go down, it's fine because you got that 250 that you already pulled out. You take it out because the, the main thing with sports bettors is if you leave the money in the bank account and in, in your sports betting accounts, it's just you're just more tempted, especially when you get down to keep betting and keep making dumb mistakes. I found being the most disciplined is having a set amount in your account and only betting it for that day. And if you need to replenish, you replenish another day or another weekend or however you set your bankroll up. But if you just keep your profits in there, keep it's eventually just going to get wiped away. I've done it myself many of times. So I, what I do is I pull it out. I just have a baseline. So I make a baseline 500. Now let's say if I, 500 eventually got to a thousand, maybe I'll take 250 out. Now my new baseline is 750, right? That's how I would do it. Because then you take you're taking actual money out, you're taking profits out, and then if you get down below, you know, if you get back down to five hundred, you know, hey, you know, let's see what what went wrong. Let's study what went wrong. Let's go on to the next thing. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Nova team total over sixty eight and a half. Boom. Nova money line. Boom. Gillespie over fifteen and a half points. Nova slash Huskies over one thirty. Oh, the over one thirty seven hit good. I had the first half over. Uh, and that hit that hit by a point, so I was pretty pretty happy there. But I'm glad you hit on those, brother. Uh, that that's awesome. That Nova money line was nice too. Uh, I, I couldn't believe that they were they were a, a dog in this one. But I mean, it was a good game. It was a good game. But team total over, man. You you split that up. I'm curious. Did you split that up? Like, uh, did you bet all the same across there? Um, uh, like units wise on all those, or did you have a unit higher unit on on some of those? Uh, kind of goes into what we're talking about here. We're changing unit sizes on, on different things. But uh, I like that. Next one, overreacting to recent trends. This one should be interesting. Heavy steps. Yukon minus one and a half. Nice work. Wait, what? Hold on. Let me check, see what happened. Oh, geez. Nova ended up losing. Wow. Nice hit, Heavy Steps. Nice hit. Okay. I thought they went. How'd they lose that? They were up four with like 26 seconds left. Jesus. Heavy Steps. I love to overreact to trends. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I like I like following the trends so I can I know when to buck them. Anyways, if a team looked great the previous game or if it's riding a four-game winning streak, novice bettors will automatically want to bet on it simply because it's playing it's playing well. Meanwhile, if a team just got blown up by 20 points and is on a five-game losing streak, novice bettors will automatically fade them. I don't know if I agree with all that. I mean, maybe. I just feel like they see the line and say, oh, they're a big favorite. I don't know how many people actually go back and look and see how, how they're on a losing. And they, you know, they might be on a losing streak, but uh, there's sometimes like in baseball, heavy steps, you know this, in baseball, you might be like, oh, this team's on an eight-game losing streak. Let's let's bet them now. Let's bet them. And then they end up going on like a 15-game losing streak. So, yeah, I mean, the same thing happens in basketball too, but in baseball, it's... Uh, so you can also not... I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. It's not as easy as this that, that paragraph made it sound. Let's see. I even bought the half point. Look at you. $100 units. I split it up 25 a piece. I bet uh, NBA, NFL, ML, and new to college basketball. Three and one, 75%. Add baby. Nice, nice. Three and one. You're doing way better than me in college basketball right now because uh, <laughs> it's, 
It's tough out there. Tough. I mean, look, we just talked about it. I had Nova, uh, or no, yeah, I had Nova money line. They're up four, 26 seconds left. Somehow they lose the game. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's my luck. Yeah, I buck trends on streaks. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that's a mistake. Historically, teams coming off a win are overvalued. I mean, yeah, maybe. It also depends. I think it more depends if they're a public team or not. If you've got the Lakers on like a five-game win streak, the Lakers are already going to be overvalued. Hell, that's how you can make so much money in baseball and basketball. Not so much football because um, there's not as many games, but baseball and basketball, go ahead and go with the big big major teams or the hot stories. You know what I'm saying? The Golden State Warriors, the Yankees, whatever. They're always going to be overvalued. I'm not saying they're not going to win. The Dodgers aren't going to win or whatever their opening game. I'm just saying you're going to get more value and, and you're going to find out real fast. If you bet the underdogs early on in the season, you're more likely than not going to end up profitable after the first month. Just strictly betting underdogs. Because the market, the books overvalue the favorites because they know the public wants to rush and bet the favorites on every single game, especially before they realize how bad uh, these teams are. The odds maker know the public will, uh, let's see, uh, the public will be inclined to bet on them. So they're, so they shade their lines accordingly. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was just saying. For example, see the Patriots just came off a 21 point blowout win. The next game, the odds makers might have a true opener of Patriots minus seven, but since they know the public will take the pats, no matter what they open new England minus seven half or minus eight. As a result, you are getting overpriced in bad numbers. I don't know if that's true nowadays because there's so many sharp betters and so many. So let's say, let's say they, they did that and they opened up at new England minus seven and a half. They would have so many sharp betters coming in and taking plus seven and a half against whoever they're playing. And then that would get brought down and you would have Patriots minus seven. And then the public money would come back in. So then it would move back to minus seven and a half and minus eight. So I don't know how much I agree with that, at least for football. Let's see what we got over here. Um, I don't like to get in front of winning streaks. If I wasn't a part of the beginning, I don't ride losing streaks unless I was there in the beginning. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I you know what you got to take it. I mean, you can go, hop on a winning streak. You can hop on a losing streak too. If the matchup, if you look at the matchup and it makes sense to you, it makes sense to your algorithm. It makes sense that however you look at it, you say this. Uh, I'm gonna. I think it's gonna continue. There's nothing wrong with that. And plus, you're not betting the house on it. You're just betting your usual normal bet. Um, but if you don't feel comfortable with it, just stay away from it. I mean, that, that's, that's great. <laughs> I want to get DeRozan points, but I know when I do, he goes under. So I avoid it. There's just some of those superstitions too. as better as, you know, you know, it's like, like tonight, I'm like, if I would have taken all the favorites tonight, I would have won all my bets, but I know if I would have placed all the favorites tonight, probably wouldn't have won my bets. You know, it's just, it's insane like that. Let's see. MLB dogs will hit beginning of the year for first two months. Exactly. It's the same thing with the NBA. The NBA dogs do the same thing because a lot of those, I mean, a lot of the teams, especially if they're a new team and it's a superstar, you know, superstars coming together. Uh, it takes a little while to get some chemistry and they know that like it's a grind. You don't need to turn it on until after the all-star break, right? Which is where we're at now. So this is where we're going to be focused on figure out who's who in the NBA. All right. On the flip side, the teams coming off a loss are historically undervalued. Eh, yes and no. I don't know if that's an absolute truth. 
If the Browns are coming off a 21-point loss, the odds maker know that the public will want to bet against them. Yeah, because Baker's their quarterback. So instead of opening <laughs> the Browns at a true plus 10 the next game, they'll open them at plus 10.5 or plus 11, giving sharp, contrarian betters extra points and inflated uh, in the inflated line. Yeah, but I mean, how much is... I mean, 10.5 is important, but 10.5 to 11 isn't really all that big of a deal. Unless you're uh, teasing it. This is why I generally encourage betters... Uh, this is why we generally encourage betters to buy on bad news and sell on good news. I mean, for the most part, that'll work. But if it was that easy, everyone would be millionaires, like they said, because you would just buck the trends or go, you know, it it doesn't always work out that easy. As we all know, as gamblers out there. Let's see. If a team gets drilled, I do think you can get some value on the next game. It depends, though. That That's why you have to... I, I mean, I agree with you, but this is why you have to be an active better. So you you have to know in your mind, okay, what should this line be, roughly? All right? What should this line be? And if it's not that, then you bet it. If you think it should be this and it's not that, unless it's way off, then if it's way off, then you got to hold up and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's see. Am I missing something? Is there news on a player? What am I? Is there a matchup issue here? And then you do your homework and you double check. And if it looks, if your number looks right and it the market's way off, then you definitely bet it. But when it's way off, you want to double check. All right, make sure you're not missing anything. But yeah, that's that's the whole point of betting. Gambler's fallacy. Gambler's fallacy is the belief that if something happens more often than normal. In a period of time, it will happen less frequently in the future. For example, say you walk up to a roulette table and see the black number has hit the last 10 spins. Your first thought might be to bet on red because it hasn't happened in a while and it's due. But this logic is flawed. Every spin of the roulette wheel is made independently of the past spin. The same theory applies to sports. If the Cubs lose their first two games of three game series in the Padres, it doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win the third. No, but heavy steps, you and I know we do have... We do have that theory of teams facing a sweep, especially if they're home. I think last year it was if they were home facing a sweep, they did pretty good. Not always, but they did pretty good. That was one of, I think, heavy steps. I think that was the one of the first things we talked about when we talked about the MLB, who heavy steps was over 100 units last year uh, in the MLB. And I just chipped in here and there and I said, well, these are things that I typically, I don't follow the MLB all that much, but I, I like teams that are facing a sweep at home and stuff like that. Number four, too many plays. Betters love to bet. This is true. Or let, let's rephrase that. Degenerates love to bet. <laughs> but betting just for the sake of having ashing is never a good thing. I would disagree. It depends on how much you're betting. Because if I'm going to watch a game or a fight or something like that, throw a little action on it. it makes it a lot more interesting, a lot more fun for me. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Heavy steps. I'm a fucking degenerate. 30 plays Saturday. Yeah, you did. And it doesn't always, I mean, like I said, it just goes down to if it's fits and you would bet it, bet it. You know, there's going to be days you're going to have big cards. There's going to be days you have little cards. That's just how it works. Let's see. Same in NBA. Hawks are down 0-2 versus Bulls with two games left. Could win next game. Might be their best chance I have than winning. Hawks 115, Bulls 114. 
All right. I like it. I like it. Let's see. Too many plays. Where we're at. Betting 10 or 15 games per night is dangerous. Yeah, if you're doing it per night, unless you're like Midwest Mike, who's a pro at betting volume, but you know, it, it's it's tough to bet volume and be good. I mean, hell, look at my in my basketball plays, my college basketball plays. It's just not working out. Um, be more selective there is, is where it's at. But I mean, yeah, if you're doing it every night, but there's gonna be nights that you like 15 plays. There's gonna be nights when there's like multiple sports on, right? Uh, so you just ride that wave. That's why I always talk about for those of you that have followed, I uh, follow me. I I, I I talk about like um there's a big, big NBA college football nfl like weekend right i talk about splitting it up so i talk about college football morning college football afternoon college football night we rolled over into the nfl college or nfl morning nfl uh afternoon games or evening games depending where you're at you just split it up into sections and and that's how you bet it you don't view it as like a a whole day you view it as different betting sections and how much you're going to bet in each slot is, is is the best way to do it in my opinion Let's see. I'm doing it per night. (laughs) I play five bets a day with three leans and allow myself to split one unit on two additional plays rather than live plays or bets. I tell, uh, I tell like your bets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good way to do it. I mean, you, and you don't have to force anything into it either. Uh, I've been messing around with different types of things like first quarter, first half. That's been my thing with the NBA this year that I wanted to get better at. Um, there, there's just different styles for every single thing. Not all the stuff is the same. Um, like I said, we're entering into a new stage of NBA basketball. Uh, this is where we're going to see some people turn it on and some people, uh, fade and just give up, um, when they realize their season's done. And then as heavy steps knows the first round of the NBA playoffs is just insane betting. Uh, I think last year I made 75 units in that first round. Uh, a lot of it was with player props. You can do different. You, it's just, there's different strategies for different things. Um, I'm, I'm working on first half and first quarters right now. That's what I want to get better at. But uh, some people like total. Some people like like betting the sides. It's it's just uh, there's there's so many different things you can do. So I I, I I don't agree with you can't bet a lot. I mean, you bet a lot when, it, when the chance arises. Don't do it every night. Don't force the plays. But if the plays are there and they line up with what you, you your system says, and then bet it. Do it. UFC is what typically inflates my Saturday cards. Yeah, yeah. UFC is fun too. I like I like that. UFC for me seems to always go. I'm either hitting everything or I'm losing everything. That's usually how it goes, personally. Yeah, and I should have stopped at the first round of the playoffs. Remind me of that this next year. If I have a good first round of the playoffs, just tell me, hey, slow it down, Buckaroo. All right. Let's also not get a little cocky here. <laughs> Uh, I'm, by the way, I'm gonna have Eric on soon. Uh, we're gonna be talking the Masters because the Masters is adding 35 yards to their course this year. I'm gonna ask Eric how important that is. Anyways, five having unrealistic expectations. Oh, you mean like uh, a 10 leg parlay hitting <laughs> to save your day? New betters have a lofty expectation when they first start betting. The worst thing you can do, in my opinion, is win your first bet. Either your first bet or your first time betting something. So, like the first time you sit down 
and and you play a new poker game or you play a new type of casino game and you win you feel so good you feel so confident you come want to come back it's the same thing with sports betting first time you bet a player prop or you bet on a certain team or a certain player and they cash for you you're like oh my god i bet uh you know LeBron James uh, assist to go overnight. It hit. Let's do it again. You know, stuff like that. It's it's just that it sucks you in because it's one of those things that you want to keep going back to the well. And it just because it worked once doesn't mean it's going to work again. Let's see. Uh, where was it? Everyone wants to get rich quick overnight. Well, duh. And win 70% of their bets. Well, duh. But that's just not realistic. Well, duh. In order to break even, when better uh, when betting on spread, uh, let's see, spread sports considered standard minus one ten juice, a better must win fifty two point three eight percent of the time. Anything above fifty five is considered to be highly profitable. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know what we learned there. Buying into scam decaptors. Yeah, there's a lot of those. We we talk about that. Pano Pick calls them out too. That's why I like like Pano Pick. They they help call out the frauds uh sports betting industry lacks oversight and regulation anyone can start a company or website and begin selling picks this is generally why i don't i want to be different and i don't want to i would rather you guys look at my card and if you like it tail it. if you don't don't if you like certain things whatever it's all on you i'm not going to make you buy my picks uh, i did that for a little bit and I, with the patreon i didn't really like it i like the community aspect i like us all working together that's why i started locals because it's it's all of us working together and we're going to be on opposite sides on some of this stuff but you can watch and you can watch your favorite cappers and you can also input your own picks once you feel confident enough to do so and you could start contributing and then maybe you'll learn something from someone else and you, you know we'll all talk these plays out that's what we do over at locals and i love it and uh so yeah buying into these these scammers so um, let's see, because there's no regulation, handicappers can tout false records. We've seen that and promise unimaginable wealth in order to attain business. We see a lot of that. First sign, when you follow a page and all they do is post winners <laughs> or they post winners after the fact. Like me, when I call a play, I put, I put it out before, before the game starts. I've been wrong plenty, as you guys know. I've been right plenty, as you guys know. But that's how you, how you can tell. They only just post their winners, an occasional loser here or there. <clears throat> Can't believe it. Because then you're just going to buy into their stuff and you're going to be out more money. While there are many legitimate and transparent handicappers in the industry, yours truly, uh, you'll also come across an overwhelming number of folks uh, using fake names, flashy uh, cars, women in bikinis, hey yo, and unattainable records to convince new or uneducated bettors to buy their picks. Don't buy picks. I mean, do if you if you absolutely trust the person, but come join gameon.locals.com. Everything's free. Uh, $2 a month to be up into the action. You can get all the picks free. You want to contribute and talk and, and you know be part of the live chats. $2 a month. That's the cheapest I can make it. I wish I would make it free if I could, but they won't let me. Um, they will blast you with five-star locks and guaranteed winners. There's never a guarantee. They say it's a guaranteed lock or a guaranteed winner. Bet the opposite, actually. In the hopes of getting you to sign up. If a book looks, if wait, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. It definitely is. As a result, we encourage betters to be wary of handicappers promising easy money or better yet, avoid them entirely. That's the first one that I agree with everything. Spot on. Let's see. Um, 
I've been betting since uh, December 2020. I am 62 to 68% winning percentage. I am so happy from starting with 12, 15 units on a $1,000 bankroll to $100 units on a $5,000 bankroll. That's what I'm talking about, man. That is awesome and good for you. I'm happy for you. And uh, keep growing, keep doing it. It's discipline. It takes, it's not easy, guys. If this, like we said, if this was easy, we'd all be millionaires, right? It, it's it's a grind. It's like any investment. It's a grind. It's a grind. It's a grind. You're gonna have your ups and downs, but eventually over time, you're gonna be more up than down. And uh, you know, I'm happy for you, man. Uh, keep doing it and and you know, keep sticking with your strategy. And uh I mean, I, I don't I I I do different units personally do different units and do different bankrolls per sport football is my favorite and best although i would argue the nba is creeping up close to that because i've been killing it lately uh let's see yeah yeah you you go ups and downs you lost a lot of money to get here it's ups and downs ups and downs but you learn and you keep going you keep going you gotta you know you stay disciplined and uh you know good for you man Good for you. Let's see. Number seven. We're getting to the end of this. I promise. <laughs> this is a fun time. You know, I'm enjoying this though. I hope you guys are enjoying this. I'm having a fun time. I'm going to do more. This is the new thing. I want to find more things like this or, you know, betting tips and tricks and stuff like that. And we'll, we'll talk them out and see if we agree or disagree. And you guys can disagree with me all you want on some of the stuff that I'm going to present, especially when it comes to March Madness. I'll give you guys my tips and tricks, March Madness, you know, don't have to use them. You, you can tell me where I'm wrong. And I, I encourage it because I want to learn. Or I want to argue and we'll see. That's the thing about betting. You might be right one time and you're going to be wrong another. <sighs> Choosing your heart over your head. This is true. Betting on your team. More often than not, public bettors lose. They bet with gut instinct and are biased towards their favorites like home teams and overs because it's more fun to watch a high-scoring game than root for block shots and missed field goals. It's true. They're also biased toward historic franchises, teams of star players and whoever is getting the most media coverage. And that's exactly why I say you get more value betting on unpopular teams or fading, more importantly, fading the popular teams, you know, the, the big market teams. That's why you get more value because everyone wants to bet on them. Who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to take the Lakers in opening night? Right? Lakers can't lose. The Warriors can't lose. KD and and, and the Nets they can't lose. Right? Mm. By betting against the public, contrarian bettors can capitalize on public bias and get artificially inflated numbers. As an added bonus, they place themselves on the side. Of the sports books, as we all know, the house always wins. That's true, but it's it's getting it's tougher nowadays to to win that way. I feel like too many times I see the sharp side. I feel like the sharp side, especially this football season, this last NFL season, the sharp side lost a lot. I think the public because the public won for the first eight weeks of the season. So I don't know. All right. Ignoring sharp action. In addition, uh, let's see. In addition to going contrarian, you want to be on the same side as the professional bettors who win at a high rate. I mean, let's see. And they said, and have a long track record of success. Yeah, you do. I mean, obviously over the long haul, but me, I like to I like to think of okay, if someone's a 56, 58, 60% better over a long period of time, they're obviously profitable. Yes, but I want to see, 
I, 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 this is how my mind work. I try to figure out and I observe them and I observe their picks and I see where did they go wrong? Why is it just chance? What did they overcorrect, undercorrect? Cause we all, we all do this. And I, I try to say, how can we tweak the negatives and get that, that up into the mid sixties? You know what I mean? What can we use to increase our likelihood to get above that 60% threshold? That's how I do it, and that's how I look at it. So I, I don't know how I agree with that. I don't have a team. I trust numbers, and no bias has helped my betting for sure. Yeah, you just can't. You know, and it's actually not bad to have bias. It's just to know your bias and and just know, okay, I'm biased, so I'm just going to stay away. That, that That's the most important thing. But there's also nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I got a little bit of money here. I'm not saying go crazy, but if you're going to put like a, you do a five unit play, if you want to do it every once in a while, like let's say, you know, you in this last Super Bowl, you're like, ah, the Rams are probably going to win, but you know what? I want to root on the Bengals and I'm getting plus money on the Bengals. So I'm going to put five units on the Bengals. I'm going to root them on. And if they lose, well, hell, I'll, I had a good time rooting them on. I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't. Or you could have just taken the points and you would have covered anyways. But you know, that's just that's just me. I think I think it's okay to do that every once in a while, not all the time. Let's see. Uh one of the easiest ways to spot sharp action is looking at the reverse line movement. Oh god, here we go with this. I think there's way too much into this. When the line moves in the opposite direction of the betting percentages. For example, when the Warriors are getting 80% of the uh spread bets. Yet you see Golden State fall from minus ten to minus nine. Why would the oddsmaker drop the, the line to give the public Warriors bet, uh, betters a better number? Because sharp professional betters go down hard on the opponent, causing the line to fall. I mean, yeah, but if that if it was that easy, just follow every reverse line movement. Vegas would have correct for it, and it, there's some value to it, but there's. It's not an absolute, nothing's an absolute in betting. In order to succeed long-term, betters need accurate and reliable data. If you don't know where the public is, where the smart money is, and why the line moved, you're automatically at a disadvantage. Uh, yeah, yeah. It helps, but it's not an absolute. By covering up the names of the teams, removing all the bias, and betting based on line movement, percentages, and values, betters can uh, make the smartest decision possible and greatly increase their chances of winning. I, you know, I agree with that, but it's not an absolute. Failing to shop for the best line. This this should be a good one. Having access to bet multiple sports books gives you the bet, better chance to have long-term success. Why? Every point matters. This is true. And it's not every point, every odd. You know, every, every, you know, something at minus 110 versus minus 115. Over time, that that nickel makes a huge difference. For example, say you want to put the Miami Heat plus the points. Your book is posting Miami Heat plus fives, but the second book you're posting Miami Heat plus five and a half and a third book is posting heat plus six it's obviously to your benefit to get the extra point and bet the book posting plus six not necessarily depends on the line if it's minus or if it's plus five minus 110 and plus six minus 110 yes but if it's plus five minus 110 plus six minus 130 that's not always always the same just so so everyone knows by having multiple accounts at several different books, you can get a full point for free. Not necessarily. Depends on the VIG. It may not seem like a big deal, but in the long run, it can make the world of difference and turn potential losses into wins. You can monitor betting data every game in real time over at the live. Oh, okay. Okay. There we go. There we go. That's the article. That's our article. I think it was fun. 
It was good. We, we I, I feel like we learned some things. You know, we covered the basics. I think it's a good if if you're new to sports betting, try this stuff out. Take the advice that they put in there and try it out. But you know, nothing's absolute. And then you're gonna find your own rhythm. You're gonna find your own strategy. And then you're gonna take that over to gameon.locals.com. You're gonna share it with us, and we're all gonna work together to become better betters because that's what we do over at gameon.locals.com. Free to join, get all the content, get everything for free over there. Uh, $2 a month to participate into the comments and to the live chats and to just help support the show here. Really appreciate it. But uh had fun doing this tonight with you guys, and I plan on doing these more, especially now that I have more time. If uh, Let me know in the comment section of this video or over at gameon.locals.com. Just pin a post and, and uh, tag me in it, and uh, let me know what you thought of this, what we could do better. Uh, if there's certain articles or certain topics you want me to touch on, I will consider it and pro- more than likely do it on one of these live streams. I think it could be a lot of fun. Let's see. I have five... Five sports was I use uh, Odd Jam to help my lines faster. Very helpful versus going into each one. Yeah, and it depends where you're at. So I'm in a state that I'm in Washington State, and they don't allow it right now. I think we're moving closer to it. But uh, I, I mean, I'm, I basically have two books. I have Bet Online and my bookie. Uh, I make it work, but I would love to have five books like you. I, I would love to have multiple books because then I could look at. Um, you know, it helps with those. Uh, not so much of like the sides and totals. It, it does make a difference, but like. The little things like uh, player props and uh, other stuff that you can jump on and take advantage of before the lines move because not all the books move at the same time. But anyways, this has been fun. I've had a fun time. I uh, hope you guys did too. We're going to do more of these. Like I said, gameon.locals.com. Come check it out. Come join. I will love to have you guys there. Uh, we have a great group of gamblers and uh, we have a good, good time. And uh, until next time, you degenerates, I will talk to you later.